Welcome back, folks, to The Differential. I'm Devin Davis. I'm here with my co-host, Luke Mathis. Uh, right off the bat, I want to clear up some statements made last week. Uh, we are not an anti-motorsport podcast. You will never hear us calling your favorite form of motorsport stupid or anything. Uh, we just wanted to talk about the ticker a little bit. Wanted to debate on that. Luke, obviously you heard him. He kind of liked it. I didn't... Uh, Watch out to one user. Thank you for correcting us on the channel. What we did know was in the past it was on NBC. Formula One was on NBC. They utilize a ticker on the left side of the screen that has about 20-some cars in it. I think it's like right at 20. Each team in Formula One gets two cars. They show the the first three letters of the driver's last name or whatnot. So it works. It takes up about 7 to 10% of the screen. In NASCAR, they're putting the whole last name on there. It's taking up 20% of the screen. That's all we were trying to say. We weren't really trying to, you know, we just weren't trying to open up a discussion about Formula One or anything. So, yeah, now that we said that, let's go ahead and jump into Atlanta. We'll learn and move on. Atlanta. Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play. Atlanta. I have been waiting for this track. This is really what they consider the first race of the year since Daytona 500. It's... It's two weeks of, of what they call speed weeks, and it's pretty much a crapshoot, as we saw um, all the all the cars, but 11 uh, fin- uh, wrecked out and didn't finish on the on the lead lap. So um, when we head to Atlanta this week, it's a mile and a half track, the bread and butter of the sport, as you might call it. Um, one of the oldest racing surfaces on the circuit, and one of the slickest and and most fun. There's going to be some slipping and sliding. Um, we're going to be keying in on some of those dirt track racers, racers mm-hmm. with dirt track experience who will perform well at Atlanta because they're used to sliding around. And you know what? Uh, we are recording this podcast at about 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Qualifying isn't until later, so we're not going to be able to give you strong picks as of right now. Um, we're that's what Twitter's until, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wait until after practice tomorrow to really give you what we believe are some stronger picks. Um but having said that, we did get to watch the first practice, and that's kind of what we saw. We saw a lot of the dirt trackers. They were pretty quick, pretty fast. Um, I don't know. What uh, we, what we, we can, even saw Casey Kane being pretty quick. Casey Kane, Bubba Wallace was leading there for a while. Uh, Ricky Sticky Stenhouse. Yeah. He, I didn't even mean to call him Ricky Sticky Stenhouse. That's just what I what comes off the tongue. Ricky Sticky's our boy. Yeah, man. He he led the the final practice along with Kyle Larson, who we all know has been racing, uh, I believe it was sprint cars on the dirt? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been doing that He was racing season. sprint cars. He was racing the midgets and the chili bowl. I mean, that's he's doing he's pretty racing. well at it, too. So we'll give a recap of, of what we saw in the past and, and our stats from Atlanta Motor Speedway, um, at least the 2016-2017 season, what we uh, look to expect in 2018. Um, so let's get down to our strategy um, our DraftKings strategy for the Folds of Honor Quick Trick 500. Uh, this race isn't your average mile and a half race. There are 325 laps instead of 267 in a normal mile and a half intermediate track race. So that means there's an extra 58 laps um, to score some some lead lap points and, a, and extra laps to, to get your fastest lap average up. And lead, lead lap points are going to be, we don't want to call it the biggest, but they're going to they're going to play a major factor into your lineup this weekend. 
Yeah, there's there's five key stats we're going to look at and talk about today when it comes to Atlanta, and that's the the driver rating, which is a combination of the driver's average running position, average finishing position, and average speed at the track. Um, we're going to move on to the finishing position, which is pretty simple. The average uh, finishing position of each driver in the last mm, two, three races in Atlanta, because as we talked about before, we want to look at recent history, not ancient history. Uh, NASCAR is a sport that's changing every, every every week at the race, so we're going to only go back maybe maybe three years. They only race at Atlanta once right. a year. Some tracks on the circuit, they go to twice, maybe once in the regular season. They visit back in the playoffs, but Atlanta is a one and done, so we're going to be looking back to maybe 2015. Yeah, even we, we even took a look back into 2013 or whatnot, and it lists Chase Elliott as – one of the top I, he's only ran in two of the races so yeah be careful with your statistics tools and what y'all are using uh you got to keep in to mind that you know if you run somewhere twice a year two years that's four races versus he's only ran this twice so that's a really good point yeah that's a really good point uh the next stat we're going to be looking at is the quality pass percentage that's the amount of passes a driver uh, makes in the last 15 laps of the race. The reason that's important is because you want drivers who move forward at the end of the race and not drivers who lose positions on the track later on in the race. Uh, we'll move on to the fastest laps. We touched on that. Um, fastest uh, reps. Remind our listeners, how much are fastest laps worth? Fastest laps are worth 0.5 of a point. They're worth half a point. Lead laps are worth a quarter of a point, 0.25. So you need to lead four laps to acquire one point as opposed to fastest laps you need to have two fastest laps on the track it's it's every lap around whoever has the fastest lap gets that 0.5 of a point so if you have two fastest laps in the race that means you get one point but let's not get tied up as you you could get caught up and there are 162.5 fastest lap points available but as we touched on earlier atlanta is one of the oldest racing surfaces along with dover and auto club speedway in california so every time a car comes down pit road you can't take left sides only you can't take right sides only you have to take four tires so when a a team or a car um, gets off off the the regular strategy they might come down early and pick up four tires that means they're going to have the fastest lap on the track until everybody else equalizes out yeah don't don't get caught up with the school of thought that the leader is always going to have the fastest lap as luke just mentioned if somebody short pits and gets their four tires uh he's going to get some quicker laps in and also the second and third place cars a lot of times they have some of the faster laps than the leaders and they just can't get around the leader for this reason or that reason and it's you gotta you know sort of gamble i mean it's straight up gambling yeah, it's educated gambling. It's, yeah, the fastest laps are going to be distributed throughout the 36-car field. I believe there are only 36 cars registered to race this. There's typically 40, but nobody's qualifying. They're not qualifying into the race. It's all the 36 charters that are out there, a guaranteed yeah. spot. There's only cars at the track this this week. So I would be more concerned about picking one, uh, we'll call them a, a, a dominator or a lead lap racer um this week as opposed to other weeks um and in the past i believe we've seen kevin harvick lead some of the most laps correct 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he's been he's, leading the most laps for the last four years, and we're only going to focus in on the last three. But just to give you some numbers, last year he led 292 laps. He was he was killing it. But unfortunately, on the last pit stop of the race, the money stop, as they like to call it, he sped down pit road, and he got pushed to the back of the field. He still like gained, I don't know, half the positions in five laps, but that screwed him speeding on pit road. I'm pretty sure I remember throwing my phone at the TV at that point. Oh man, I, I was so mad. I had him in a lineup an and they did that. Like, oh, come on, dude. I hope you had an OtterBox. Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> Good. TV did not. The, <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't make OtterBoxes for, for TVs. Uh, the year before that, uh, Harvick led 131 laps and then 116 laps in 2015. So from 2015 to 2017, Kevin Harvick has increased the number of laps led at the track. Now, this could completely change this year with all the new adjustments in, in the rules and the new body from Chevy. We saw in practice the Chevys were leading the field um, in practice, so that could change. But I would listen to the, um, not listen to, I'd watch and or listen on the radio, uh, the practice speeds, and then definitely pay attention to qualifying today at 5 o'clock, and that's uh, later on this evening. We'll be posting our final DraftKings picks once qualifying uh, has finished. So, And tonight, you'll be able to tell when Luke and I tweet. We both have access to the Twitter account. We are our own media team. We do everything here. We're going to try and put a little DD or a little LM after. So that way, if it's one of Luke's thoughts versus my thought or whatnot. And then we'll give you the differential lineup probably right before the race. Not a bad idea. So this race in Atlanta, um, we, we've kind of said one driver's name more than anybody. It's going to be Kevin Harvick-centric. Everything's going to depend on how Kevin Harvick performs in practice and how he does in qualifying. Mm -hmm. If it's not what past years gave us, we're probably going to switch up our strategy and, and, and fade away from Kevin Harvick and pick two other drivers um, that could dominate the race and lead the most laps. Uh, let's just let's get right to it. Last year in 2017, the most DraftKings points at Atlanta were Kevin Harvick, at 129.5, then it was Brad Keselowski at 72.5. So that was a big swing because Kevin Harvick led the most laps. Uh, Keselowski came, he had a loose wheel, he had to come down pit road. Uh, Kyle Larson was leading the race, and he kind of went to the bottom of the track, which was weird for him. He's more of a, a, a wall racer, he likes to get right up there on the edge. Yeah, they call that Larson Highline or whatever. Yeah, man, and he does it. He does it well, but he came down to the bottom, and Brad Keselowski passed him on the top, and, and he ran away with it. So we got uh, Harvick, Keselowski, Casey Kane. He's he's moved to the 95 from the five car this year. I wouldn't expect a big drop off from him. He's a, he's a pretty good racer as long as he get, doesn't get wrecked out. If he qualifies poorly, I definitely put him in my lineup. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get some spots there for sure over some of the other cars. Another driver that was performing really well last year was Chase Elliott. He uh, scored the fourth most points in 2017, followed by Kyle Larson, a, a big dirt track racer, likes to slip and slide. And, and Clint Boyer, people forget, Clint Boyer knows how to wheel that car too. He's really good at those uh, at those slick racetracks. He's yeah. got some dirt experience out in Kansas. That's his that's his hometown. So you know, in Kansas, they're just they're they're whipping it on those, those dirt tracks. Uh, let's, dust bowls and everything out there. Let's finish off the last four drivers: Joey Logano. Kurt Busch, Ty Dillon, and Eric Jones. Ty Dillon is a guy I want to talk about. He was uh, 
in the top three during practice today. I believe since they qualify later today at five o'clock that the practice times, all the teams were in race trim. Yeah. Or, um, excuse me, not race trim. They qualifying, were qualifying, qualifying trim. trim. So... What you saw today in the earlier practice is probably where people are going to shake out in qualifying. And then tomorrow's practice, people will switch over to race trim. They're going to be looking for longer runs. They're going to be looking for their tires to warm up and the pressures to equalize and and be more competitive 20, 30, 40, 60 laps down the road rather than just one hot white knuckle lap which is kind of what we saw today yeah well that's and that brings me to another point another driver i want to talk about when we were watching practice earlier mr bubba wallace in the 43 for Pay motorsports i mean he was right there behind larson he i believe he was third Uh, i don't have it in front of me but he was leading the practice there for a while uh sort of getting the mean girls treatment this week (laughs) <laughs> Danny Hamlin, you can't sit with us. Got kicked out of the golf league. Out of the golf league. He already quit the basketball league. So I wonder if he's lost an Adderall supplier. I don't know. Hamlin's just, he's not he's not making a good name <laughs> for himself right now. I, I really don't like how he's handling this. He's he's looking pretty petty, and he's backing off of his statement saying it's a joke. And that's just where I lose respect for some yeah. people. I'm so, up to it. Never I'm been a big it. Denny Hamlin fan, and I've kind of lost a little bit more respect. Having him, said but, that, you know, Denny, whatever. if you're hearing this and you want to call in next week, uh, oh, we'd we, love we to hear your up. side yeah. of the story. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. But, hey, our personal opinions of these drivers will have nothing to do if, if we put them in our DraftKings pick or not. It just depends on their qualifying position, how they're doing in practice, and what their, their past stats are. I don't Yeah, there's times my least favorite driver has won me like 50, 60 bucks real quick. Gosh. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> moving on. So. Some some <laughs> some big drivers to keep your keep your eye out on uh, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, the mile and a half king uh, Martin Truex Jr. and and Kyle Larson. But let's talk about some some value picks because you can only have so many all stars. Joey Logano be nine thousand dollars. Jimmy Johnson he's got a great driver rating at this track. He's eighty eight hundred. Kurt Busch. He was running really well and I believe finished pretty darn good last year in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Newman, the same thing. Here's an interesting thing about Ryan Newman and, and Austin Dillon, for that matter, the two Richard Childress racing cars. They had battery issues during the, the last stage of 2017 Atlanta. Ryan Newman came down to pit road, went to the garage, fixed his battery, came back out, finished in the top. 12 top 10 austin dillon had the same battery problem but his pit crew uh, pit crew chief told him to stay out hit his switches cycle all the electronics um unfortunately his car was dead on the racetrack and they had to throw a caution and he was done for the yeah, day it didn't work out for him they'll, they'll play that off like a uh almost like when they run out of gas or whatnot and they have to call a caution for it you're out at right. that point which right. is which is unfortunate but i mean that's that's our sport, folks. Mm-hmm. There's, there's three other value picks I'd like to bring up, and that's Casey Kane in the 95, and then David Reagan, great restrictor pla- track racer. Restrictor track racer. <laughs> and, oh, Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. I, I mean, listen, we've talked about it before. He's increased his position on the track. So the only thing, if the stars align, the only place for Bubba Wallace to finish is is first this week. Right, right. Believe it or not. If the stars don't align, pay attention to where he qualifies, though. In- oh, if he qualifies further back than 
15th, which I don't think he will. No, He's got a fast car. A fast, fast car. So I would we'll, take him at we'll that see. point. What I if he feel like? Let me bounce this idea off you, Luke. What if he? Uh, what if he qualifies like fifth position or above? Are you take him take for him? a lead lap car, maybe a dominator. Or are you worried about at? maybe dropping back ten spots? He's never driven in Atlanta mm-hmm. in a Cup car, and I would, just personal opinion, rather have some more experience in Atlanta because this, That's like I said, this place is is slick. It's the older. The drivers lobbied last year after the 2017 race uh, for the track not to repave. Yeah, and Atlanta uh, agreed, and they, they were they, like, you know what, we put on a, a hell of a show this this year. Let's let's at least hold out one one more year and, and get similar racing because there's a lot of it's fun to watch i love a worn out track because i mean we saw kevin harvick dominate the most laps he had the lion's share of the laps and the number one position but everybody behind him they're jockeying they're going back and forth and there's a lot more movement on the track yeah there's a lot more yaw out of the cars there's a lot more just yeah between the cars the draft draft it's a big deal to every track but it's not going to be as big of a deal as it was at Daytona, where once you get out of mm-hmm. it, you drop all the way back. Well, the draft goes hand-in-hand hand with a lot of cars being in one line. Mm-hmm. Daytona, we saw two lines, top and bottom. Atlanta, we're going to see the bottom, the middle, and the top, and anywhere in between. Those cars are going to be feeling around to see where they can get the most speed out of the... Especially in the corners, two and three and three and four, the straightaways, cars will go up to the top of the wall because that helps the aerodynamics. Yeah. So once they dive into the corners, they're either going to hug the bottom white line or as the, as the tires wear a little bit more, they're going to be moving up the racetrack a little bit. I would expect to see your Kyle Larson's and your, and your Stenhouse's up on that wall most of the race, but bottom feeders... Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, maybe Kyle Busch. They're going to stay. The shortest way around that track is on the bottom. So I expect yeah. to see that. One more thing I want to bring up and something we need to pay attention to is the forecast for Sunday. Should be a little bit of rain. So the problem with Atlanta being so porous and so worn out is it takes a lot longer to dry out. And they call them weepers. It looks like it's dry, but that but that water seeps up through the cracks of the racetrack. And even if the, the track is green and that water comes up, we might see a few wrecks because we have some slick spots from that water that just wasn't, it looked dry when the, when the air tightens went across them. But over time and as, the, and as the race goes on, that water might seep up and we might get a red flag. I don't know, yeah, it could take if, a while. If, it, if there's a heavy downpour, it might take a while to get this race started. I, I was gonna say, if it, if it rains up until 5, 6 o'clock, they're going to cancel the race tomorrow and run on Monday just because of what you said. It's it's so hard to get that track dry. I mean, it takes – I think Charlotte, they can dry it in about two hours or so as long as they just have a little bit of rain and it's not a constant whatever. But Atlanta is a lot longer. It's a different, it's a different so. beast. It's just so porous and it's so rough and rocky. Um, and remember, yeah. to, remember to look at the weather forecast, too, because temperature plays a big deal on the track surface, whatever. Uh, an overcast day versus a sunny day on the track surface. I mean, you know, you, you got to think of all these aspects. You know, NASCARs, some tracks we have rain tires, some tracks we have don't. We don't really run in the rain, period. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's look, case in point, if it rains on Sunday, expect for a Monday race. 
Yeah, and even <laughs> I looked at the forecast. Even Monday and Tuesday, it could get damp. So we're going to be here. Here's something to look at. Chris Busher won in Pocono in 2017 or 2016. 2016. It was 16. It was a rain-shortened race. All they have to do is get halfway through the race, and then if they're, if it starts raining at the red flag of the course, that's considered an official race. So we could see an underdog, a, a huge upset, depending on the tire strategy and the pit stop sequences. One of those lower-tier teams could have a big payday. Yeah, so like like we said, we'll let you know on uh, on Sunday what our picks are actually going to be, what our differential picks would be, what that line of whatnot, and we're going to take that into account. If we think we're going to get two hours of racing in, and then they're going to call it, then I mean we'll we'll try and play that as best possible. But you know, just like in everything else with the sport, it's straight up gambling. So to get those gambling picks, follow us. On Twitter at the DiffPod, T H E D I F F P O D. We'll be bringing in those to you probably Sunday morning. It's going to be weather depending. Uh, we'll be getting together and talking about our picks tonight after qualifying. Send us some feedback. Let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. And please subscribe, retweet, and get our name out because we'd like to bring this information to more than just our current viewers. Thanks, guys.